0: You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Indians fans. I am Jeff Ellis, host of Locked On Indians for, what, 500 plus episodes now? I assume most of you know who I am. If this is your first episode, welcome. We are having a numbers explosion. Join in the party. Uh, I have talked about on the show, we're very close. I think next week we might actually crack the top 100 over on MLB side of the podcast. But if you do not know me, I host this podcast. Before that, I was a writer, started out at Indians Baseball Insider, wrote for just about every Cleveland blog you have ever read and then moved on to the National Prospect Analyst and Draft Analyst at Scout, and then 24-7. We got an Indians win today. We've got some mailbag questions. We're going to see where those things take us, Well, let's start with the win. I was enjoying the fact that it was a Maction uh, meetup. It would have been better if it was a Maction game. Uh, for those who don't know, you know the Mac-Action combination of uh, is, I mean I think most people know what that hashtag is about MAC sporting events, which typically happen midweek. A lot of times more on a Tuesday they get that matchup, uh, not as much on a Wednesday. It would have been awesome to have it uh, as yesterday's matchup with Jake Latz versus Zach Plesak. Uh Zach Plesak was an outfielder and starting pitcher for Ball State. Zach, uh, was it Zach Latz? I'm trying to remember. Uh, Jake Latz, Zach Plesak and Jake Latz, right? Jake Latz was a left-handed pitcher at Kent State who, you know, teams scouted him and got to see him do warm-ups and practice with the team, but he was transferring from LSU at the time. Couldn't actually play with the uh, Kent State Flashes that year. I believe, that I was trying to remember if that was the Joey Murray year. Uh, there was a decent pitcher, so I feel like it had to have been Joey Murray at the end of his run with that team. Yeah, there was an expectation that Latts might not get drafted, that he'd come back. Ends up being a fifth round pick of the Rangers. So yes, he never pitched for Kent State. He was still a Kent State pitcher. This is still a Maction match. Yeah, uh, you know, I had some people point out. It's like, man, how many times do we see a Mac pitcher face a Mac pitcher? Uh, people are like, well, there's Bassett and Plesak, Uh and that's a very good point. Yes, those are two. You know, obviously Piesack's in this game, and Bassett. If you listen to the podcast, you know I know that he pitches in the Mac. Uh, there's also JT Brubaker and Eric Lauer. Uh, So those are all other matchups you could get. But, uh, you know, I I don't know if they've ever faced off. I don't know if we've had that matchup in the big leagues among starters. Uh, Ken's put a few relievers into the big leagues with, like, Taylor Williams, who was at Milwaukee, and Andrew Schaefer, who I can't remember who he got traded to uh, this year, top of my head. But there's some, you know, interesting relievers that have come up. Uh, Travis Shaw, the third baseman, who's bounced around with Milwaukee. Milwaukee likes Kent because they got Lauer. They traded for Lauer as well, uh, so they they like those Kent guys. But yeah, it's uh, it was interesting to see this matchup. act gets the best of it. He goes five and two thirds, gives up two runs on three hits, or three walks, eight hits, and he struck out four. He also hit a balk. It's an okay start. It's uh, I mean two runs, but. It, it's a lot of when you're, you have know, four strikeouts and you have 11 base runners plus the balk. You got a little bit lucky. Let's be honest. Lats had went four and two thirds. He had five hits on three earned runs, four strikeouts, and three home runs. Like talk about bad luck. And he didn't walk anyone. He did not hurt himself. But five hits and three of them leave the yard. Uh, it's that's gonna be less than ideal. And the home runs were, you know, the final home run was framville Race's 23rd, but mercado chang hedges no one out there is predicting that uh if we went to our sponsors bet online we're like yeah i'd like to bet that they're going to be the first three home runs hit by the indians including two in the fifth inning will be mercado chang and hedges now chang also went yard yesterday he's having a bit of a a renaissance here late in the year Uh, showing up playing well Uh, i saw bradley zimmer get his hit I mean, before that, I felt like uh, you know, I was thinking about Godfather Two in my mind. It's you know where where he's like you know, Fredo, you broke my heart. So I was feeling with Bradley Zimmer when he was zero for three with two strikeouts. I'm like, man, I went out of my way to praise you, to blow you up, talk about he could be a central part of this team's core. And basically, from the moment that I made those statements on this very podcast, Bradley Zimmer went right in the toilet. Uh, I don't know if I jinxed him. I don't, I don't think I have an effect on these games. But it does certainly feel like it when praise Harold Ramirez he falls apart. Praise Bradley Zimmer he falls apart. Uh, I'm just gonna start being like Miles Straw is a piece of crap, <laughs> not because I believe it, but just because I don't want to put this, ha- I don't want to put that uh, darkness on him. Uh, Ahmed Rosario did not get a hit, ending his streak. Jose Ramirez did not have a hit. So how many times this year do you expect the Indians to get seven runs when Ahmed and Jose? Uh, don't have hits. Ahmed did get a walk, but when they go a combined 1-for-8, uh, or 0 for, I'm sorry, oh for 7 with a walk, uh, walks don't count as hits, so it was 0-for-7 with a walk. Fran Mill had that home run in, was it the 7th or 8th? It was in the 8th. Uh, that was the one hit he had. Straw only had one hit. It was the bottom of the lineup that I am often so negative about that did some work. Uh, who reached base twice in this one? <laughs> Multi-hit game by Hedges. That's why I'm laughing. Multi-hit game Chang. Multi-hit game Mercado. Uh, Reyes did have a walk as well as his home run. The Indians had three walks. So their total oppor- they had 13 opportunities. The other side of things, uh, the Rangers also had 10 hits and three walks. Both teams had 13 opportunities. Uh, the Indians had what, four home runs to the one with Texas. I mean, obviously, that's a separator. Texas did have, what, four? four doubles the uh, the Indians only had one so extra base hit wise they had the same number of extra base hits the Indians win by same number of hits same number of walks same number of extra base hits Indians win by five in a game that didn't even feel as close as that score uh represents there at the end you look at it and again it's uh it shows the importance of timely hitting and just being able to go yard Chang also with a double in this one he is easily one of our players of the game Two for four with two extra base hits. Uh, it's back-to-back games with a home run for him. Mercado also had two hits a home run. And Hedges had two hits in a home run. I mean, anytime Hedges has two hits, I feel like I, I have to give him one of the three stars. Just because that is a rare occurrence on for him in general. I mean, look at his numbers. Two hits is like sometimes all he gets in a week. Uh, I'm going to take a break here. Say, I think I fixed my sound issue, so I apologize about that. You know, win's a win. It is a bad Texas team that they beat to get back to 500. The battle for 500 this year, uh, it's it's been real. We'll see if they can keep it going with the matchup tomorrow with Henches on the mound. I always tend to uh, pick them to lose matchups when it's a, a Henches start just because he's clearly the weakest starter that they have right now when you look at that rotation. Uh, Savalya and Bieber are getting closer and closer. We'll see what happens with them. But as of now, you know everything is shaking, shaking up. Nope, shaping up for a potential second series in a row. The Indians win. Uh, it's been an up-and-down month. Bradley Zimmer's performance very much feels like it echoes just the Indians' performance in general, where they seem to show white-hotness, like... The series that they had against the Angels, and then you've got the uh, the coldness, like losing two out of three to the Twins, or splitting a four-game series with the Tigers, or what happened against the Athletics, it was a bad stretch. Now we're in a good stretch. Uh, after this Ranger series, you have the uh, the Red Sox coming to town for an off day Monday, and then off to Kansas City. Uh, the seasons, uh, you know, it's it's. Coming to its natural conclusion, you'll get end with the, uh, the Rangers in October, and then that's it. We got, uh, what, roughly a month and maybe a half of baseball left to enjoy. So, yeah, take that time and enjoy it. Uh, Red Sox are a team that are scuffling, so it'll be an interesting matchup. We'll get into that. on Well, we may not get into that as much on tomorrow's show. Uh, I might be doing a crossover, locked on Rangers with Bryce, good dude. Uh, if you are at all interested in the Rangers, make sure to check out Lock on Rangers with Bryce. Uh, we're going to talk about the series. Uh, I'm kind of curious to ask him, like, what's the Texas view on uh, Adulces Garcia? <laughs> dude, that dude, uh, when I was watching the game, was in the 6th or the 7th where he, I mean, it was like a little league guy. I mean, he was swinging at a ball. It was like literally eye level. Like Right up there. It was it was interesting to see. Yeah, That guy does not get cheated at all. But, like, what's the general view? You know, he and I talked about it. I put out the tweet uh, about the Rangers draft and development and how it's, I mean, pardon my language, piss poor. Uh, and that's just the truth of it. They have been awful development. Uh, the latest grouping looks a little bit better, so maybe we'll turn around. But, yeah, it's not easy to be a Rangers fan where you see them trade away Joey Gallo for... I still can't believe how cheaply the Ranger, the uh, Yankees acquired him. And then you look at some of the uh, what they have left. It's it's a hard team to root for. And it's been a you know, bad moves, holding on to talent too long, bad trades. Uh, be thankful you're an Indians fan. They, we might lose players. We might have uh, situations where we are using duct tape and glue. But that front office does such a good job in terms of drafting, developing, everything. Look at the pipeline they've created. Look about how much of this show is me flipping out about players who are Rule 5 eligible because I believe in the talent level in the minors. And that, that speaks levels when you look at a team like Texas that just doesn't have that talent. Plain and simply, they do not have the talent to compare uh, top to bottom with an organization like the Cleveland Indians. We're going to take a quick commercial break and then come back and uh, take some of your questions sponsor is BuiltBar.com. I have many, many Built Bars in my bag for work right now. I recently built a Built Bar tower to uh, to taunt Javi of Locked On Padres because uh, he really wanted to try the Rocky Road, and I I decided to buy him. They didn't send us any uh, since I was buying them. Right now, the special flavors that you can get that aren't going to be here forever. You have orange, coconut, almond peanut butter brownie. I would recommend coconut almond because they do coconut well. I love coconut. If you love coconut, you wanna go check that out. Uh, I enjoy my little travel cooler. Sorry, that's something else you missed out on. But that's why you wanna check it out. You wanna go there, you wanna see, you don't wanna miss out. You wanna get the good stuff while you can get it. Go to BuiltBar.com, check it out for yourself. And now they got swag. Uh, I don't know if I am a big enough fan to go there, but, I mean, I don't do swag for hardly anything. But if that's your thing, Bilt Bar is adding swag. Go check that out for yourself at, with free shipping in the USA on their swag. And remember, when you do go to BuiltBar.com to buy their delicious and nutritious product, A rating by my health food app, tastes good, filling. Everyone I know loves it. On top of all that, when you go in order, make sure to use the promo code LOCKED15. 15% off. That's what I say I get as a repeat customer. BuiltBar.com promo locked 15 so before we dive into this uh the, your questions uh you know was as a kid growing up was that I used to listen to uh Jim Rome for a time don't get mad at me I know he's very divisive uh but I, I didn't have a lot of choice I liked to play my Nintendo and then my Super Nintendo and listen to the radio uh, I always listened to the AM on my little clock radio growing up so I listened to a lot of uh what is now ESPN Cleveland was what K and R is a kid, and eventually he became the guy. And his old thing was like more of me and less of you is always a good thing. Uh, I don't know if that's true in my case, but hey, so it's interesting to go through these rankings because they're most uh, so these rankings, I should say, looking at the international rankings that uh, for the international free agents, this list was released by Pipeline today, and it's mostly sixteen-year-olds, but there are the weird ones like Oscar Colas, who's the some people call him like the Cuban Otani, but he's the fifth rated prospect. He's older, he's easier. Like, for him to only be fifth rated kind of speaks a little bit to what he can do because he's six years older than a lot of these guys. He's older than most of the college players who got drafted. Uh, you have a much better understanding of who and what he is. Fifth on the list isn't great. Like, with his age and stuff, he should be one. So, that that's something of note. Uh, There's another Cuban who's 15th on the list, who's uh, 18. I thought I saw, yeah, here's a, there's a Dominican Republic pitcher who's 17. And the rest of the list is 16. So there's 40 players listed. Interesting that the last player does not have a position listed. Uh, He just has an X for position. I'm like, oh, what's he going to play? But I just never had seen an X instead of something here. But we have, what, uh, 47 players. I clicked on all of them just to double-check. We have 50 players, 47 or 16. Two of them are tied to the Indians. So let's do a quick preview of those two guys. The 20th rated player on their list is Jason Churio, a six foot two outfielder, age 16, turned 16 in May, switch-hitting outfielder, They're scouting grades on a 16-year-old. If you're curious, hit 50, power 50, run 55, arm 55, field 50, overall 55. Uh, he's 16. I mean, those... It, it's almost not even worth reading them He's got tools uh, you know. He's got the Indians Approach at the plate they like You know, it, There's still work to be done But he seems to have The approach that they do like His uh, brother is a shortstop with the Brewers So there's some bloodlines uh, Or I should say a shortstop in the Brewers Minor league system So there are some bloodlines there as well But as of now He is their highest rated uh, addition to their class And considering every single player is listed. It ends with the blank are the favorites to sign him. Uh, Sounds like he will be the highest ranked player in their class. They actually have a pretty big pool this year. Uh, The Reds really went crazy uh, in the market, but that makes sense because a lot of it is a similar pool size to your draft picks. So the Reds had a big draft pool they're jumping in uh, internationally as well. So Churro is, he's, you know, he's another developmental outfielder for them, which they need. I think the other player that they added is he's rated 40th, so he's much lower in the list, but I think he's more interesting in a lot of regards. So this is Victor Isturiz, a 5'8, 170 pound catcher. So not a big guy, but uh, yeah, he is the nephew of Cesar and Is Isturiz, who uh, played as you know, infielders, it felt like forever bouncing around the minors uh the majors with many a different team and uh victor their nephew is actually taller than both of them he's uh he's got a higher listed height than either of those players than either of his uncles so good on him and he's another you know a strong approach guy i just had to double check there i i thought i was like didn't mate and what's interesting is while Mazard never played in the big leagues with the indians he was an indian's uh, international signee, uh, appeared with Burlington in 98, uh, Columbus, Georgia in 99 and 2000. Cause I remember him getting up to Akron, which he got to in 2002 and you know, he was up in Buffalo in 2003, 2004. So I was like, I knew one of these tourists had been a Cleveland player. I, oof. so it was his tourists and Ryan church for Scott Stewart. That was an oucher because uh, his tourists went on to play. You know, He was a starter for a lot of his career as well, I and mean, he was a guy who would at least get four, you know, close to 400 plate appearances. Uh, if he's a backup, he's a high-usage backup, would play almost, or, well, let's say 909 games. I don't need to say almost. 11-year career. Church, we've talked about, is by war the... Second best outfielder the Indians have drafted and/or signed and developed in the last 25 years, uh, and Scott Stewart was a steaming pile, so that's that's less than ideal. Cesar played even longer, had a little bit more of a prolific career, made an All Star game and a Gold Glove. But uh, their nephew trained with both of them. Uh, he's like I said, that uh, seems to have an advanced pitch recognition. It says uh, contacted her with some pop, soft hands. He's developing. He has a chance to star at the position, though, they say. So we'll have to see. Projecting uh, scout grades, hit 55, power 50, run 50, arm 50, field 55, overall 50. Uh, I, I'm, like I said, I'm more intrigued by him than I am by, uh, again, I don't know any of these guys. I don't spend any time in the international market because they're so far away. I mean, these 16-year-old kids think about it. Uh, yes, the Indians do very well in the international market. The class this year with Valera and Johnsky, noel and Aaron Bracho and Brian Rocolo and George Valera, who I might have already mentioned, but he can be mentioned twice, and Jose Tenya. That was all one class. Uh, and it was a fantastic class. The Indians do as well as anyone when it comes to these international classes. But all of those players are Rule 5 eligible. And they're still a year to two out from the big leagues. They're still not close. So, we're talking about players who are, I don't know, four to five years away from being a year away. So, it's interesting to look at some names to know, some players to look at, but we're not going to see any of these guys uh, anytime soon. No, it's still, I go Rule 5 crazy because they do such a fantastic job when it comes to scouting and developing players, just like the two names I mentioned. It is interesting, both players with bloodlines, ties to uh, to people who either play at the big league level or are currently playing in the minors, so that, that's something to note. The Indians, I don't, they were never the Blue Jays level of bloodline love, but they were right up there. It used to be one of the biggest things they uh, scouted and went for, but uh, it's two more interesting prospects to add to the, the depth of their system, and... And frankly, this organization can use more catching on all levels across the board. You're hoping that Lavastida or Naylor could be a long-term answer. But right now, uh, they're still kind of searching. I know Hedges was great today. We talked about it in the first half. But who out there feels like, here's my question to you. Hit me up on Twitter, at JeffMLBDraft. Do you feel like the answer to catcher for next year is on this roster? Do you think they should keep any of the three catchers that uh, have played primarily with Ramos Perez? and hedges. Do you think it's time to just slash it and burn and start over? The free agent market is absolute tripe, uh, with re resigning in Atlanta on a two-year deal, and he was the only one that was halfway passable. It's it's a pretty ugly class, so you're not going to go there. Do you go with the trade? Do you let Pres walk because he's the most expensive? Go with hedges and a cheaper option? Uh, do you just punt it all and bring good old Ray Rene Rivera back who's currently in Columbus? Uh, I don't think there's a great answer. I'm still all for uh, packaging three uh, prospects that you're afraid you're going to lose in the draft. And Aaron Bracho. And then maybe two other guys. You know, if you have to do a Jose Tenya and a Bracho. I, you know, especially if you're not going to add Tenya to the 40 man. I don't love that. But if the Indians are not going to add them to the 40-man, then if you trade both those guys and get Jacob Stallings, I'm good. I'm happy with that. Tell me what you think. We're going to take another break, uh, and then we're going to actually come back. And then I promise you, we will get to mailbag questions. So let's jump over and see what the line is on tomorrow's game. Now, I am favoring the... uh, the Texas Rangers in the matchup, let's see what our friends at Bet Online think about the Indians-Rangers matchup tomorrow. And remember, when you are at BetOnline.ag, you want to use that promo code LOCKEDON. This one is locked on. And that could do a 50% bonus on your first deposit. Texas has Jordan Lyles. Uh, the Indians have Sam Henches. They're giving the run and a half to Lyles and the Rangers, which is, you know, the Indians are the home team. And the Rangers are really bad, so I get that. Uh, Jordan Lyles has been inconsistent for his career. Uh, I really haven't dove too much into him this year. Uh, this is probably a game I would stay away from in general. Over under is 9.5. Uh, former Indian Carlos Crasco is getting a run tomorrow against the Giants in an old friend alert. Uh, if any of these appeal to you, remember to go to Bet Online today. Remember that promo code locked on to get a 5 50% bonus. Uh, who doesn't want free money? Remember, that is betonline.ag, promo code locked on Our other fantastic sponsors. is rockauto.com. Whether you know cars or don't know cars, Rock Auto is a great site for you. If you know cars, you're going to save money. You can do all that stuff yourself. If you're like me and you don't know cars, it's a great way to make sure that uh, when you go to the mechanic, you are getting a good deal on the parts and pieces. And even if you're not handy, like me... You can still do the simple things. Windshield wipers, filters, stuff like that. And they often have rebates and deals on those as well. So you're going to go to Rakka, And you know, under the radar here, you can find some promo codes if you look deeply online. So you can do a promo code and tell them that we sent you by in the How'd You Hear About Us box saying locked on. Locked on Indians, locked on MLB. You're going to save money on the purchase. You might find a promo code out there to save even more money. And you're going to... Like I said, the, the savings you get when you buy and you install the simple things even is huge. You're gonna save yourself 50 or 60 bucks on filters alone. So go check that out over at rockauto.com. Make sure you let them know that Locked On sent you. So let's take your mailbag questions right now over in the uh, the Locked On Indians mailbag, AKA my Twitter account. Uh, Going through, I think I mentioned already, we're going to have a crossover with uh, Bryce from Locked On Rangers. If things fall apart, sometimes that happens. Pat will be on. Pat and I will still do an evening chat, um, which might then roll over to Tuesday. Monday is a holiday. I take those off for my own sake. Sorry, everyone. Uh, So let's go through. At RK4283, Ryan Koch, how... Much do you think a possibility of a strike slash lockout next year is affecting the Guardians not calling up Arias and Jones? I assume players still get service time and lockout and strike years. They do. Uh, Service time would still accrue. Uh, I think what I do think we're seeing is I know everyone immediately wants to jump and be like, it's that, you know, the offer that they made was uh, we don't know all of the details. And there's something nefarious to it. We don't know if there's something nefarious to the deal the owners made. But the fact that they're starting with a salary floor is actually a good sign. That's not something I think any of us thought they would start with an offer with a salary floor. I think that was some good faith negotiating. I think baseball is making money again this year. The owners want to make money. Remember, before COVID, they the MLB made... Like four, five, six billion dollars of net profit. Uh, it's doing well. It's not going to do anyone uh, anything good for a lockout. They're, I think they're going to figure it out, so I wouldn't worry about that. Honestly, I think teams aren't worried. I think they anticipate. I know I was out there saying this is going to be a bloodbath, but we're seeing both sides neither want a bloodbath. They're going to figure it out, they're going to get there. And. You know, it's interesting. I was reading a piece over at The Athletic talking about the NFL. And, yeah, the NFL has a cap and the NFL has a floor. The NFL also doesn't have guaranteed contracts, which is kind of great. Like, they are the league where the players are getting the least. Like, the MLB is the one where they're getting the most. Uh, This will get figured out. Um, I think they're just not calling them up because they want to see what – got to make choices. they got to make decisions. I don't think they're just going to punt – uh, on Mercado and Zimmer and everyone. They have to see what they have there. Uh, I think Andy, if you're listening, Andy, uh, D.P. size pointed out, Dan Johnson's in really well since he got called back up so he can have outfield options. So, yeah, I think it's just that. Um, I think they're kind of going through and letting these players play. Let's see. We have at Seattle BB, International Social Housing. Can you see any path where Eli Morgan becomes more valuable in a sixth – Slash swing man. Yeah, I think he could be a good 4-5. I think at the back end, if he can keep missing bats, then he's he's Tomlin-esque right now. Because he walks so few guys. He doesn't have, like, super stuff. He's going to be very home run prone. Uh, Josh Tomlin wasn't great, but he was a serviceable back end starter. I think Eli Morgan could be that. Uh, At P Moser 59 Phil Moser. Uh, thoughts on Nolan Jones of the team staying at third base moving Jose moving Nolan to the outfield thoughts on McKenzie's injuries or injury Uh, in terms of Nolan Jones you know I wish we'd get a chance to see him it just does not seem to be coming together right now Uh, I don't think we're going to see him up anytime soon Uh, or this year I should say but it does seem I talked about this earlier in the week. Uh, they seem set on him at third base. Now, does that mean we don't end up seeing him until a Jose trade? Not necessarily. But when you also look at the depth of the minors, they don't have a lot of natural third basemen. Yeah, a lot of the strong-arm shortstops could move over. I, I don't think Arias would have any problems with that position, for instance. But it's certainly a situation where they... They, for whatever reason, I mean, they're telegraphing this. They're not letting him play. He plays a little bit at other spots. But they seem to say, no, he's a third baseman. So we will see. Uh, if you missed the news, Tristan McKenzie went on the injured list today with shoulder fatigue. Uh, it's a precaution, and, he expect, and Antonetti said, and he expects it to be a short stint. Said that he feels good overall. He feels really good coming in, but we thought. So uh, long and short of it. And then they recalled Logan Allen. Uh, is gives them another pitcher, gives them some more chances to see Logan Allen. And if you listen to the podcast all year, uh, he was on a, a an innings limit. You know, he had thirty three innings last year, after zero innings the year before. Uh, shoulder fatigue is a fancy way of them saying it just rested for a few weeks. You know, you'll miss a few starts. He's getting near that cap. He's getting near to the point where he can't pitch, uh, where they'd have him shut it down. This is just instead of having him shut it down, uh, he will get to pitch a little bit later on. Just rest for a bit and come back. Uh, Melanie Kirby at mello underscore N I E 91. Why Logan Allen over Cody Morris? Uh, if you bring up Cody Morris, it's service t- or, you know, the clock starts running. Uh, so they're going to delay that, and they also want to see if Logan Allen's got anything there. Uh, Zimmer has gone cold. I talked about that the first half. Why? Who do you keep out of? Who do they keep out of? Zimmer, Mercado, and Johnson. Uh, I, I mean, Johnson to me is the easy keeper. Uh, Zimmer and Mercado, man, Zimmer, uh, making me mad. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, the inconsistencies with Zimmer and Mikado along with age. I am fine. If you if they end up moving on from both of those, I, I have no issue. Yu Chen Chang looks like he should be playing every day. How do they get all the young infielders at bats when Bradley comes back? Why can't someone play outfield? Uh, specifically, why can't Rosario play some outfield? Why can't he play a little left field? You're probably going to have him play there next year anyways. Uh, this year is done. Why not get some on-the-job training in the outfield? Uh, you put him there, put Chang at second base, and let Jimenez play short. Like, let's let's move. He is not your shortstop. Uh, even if they don't trade him, even if they keep him, he is not your shortstop. So let's start moving him around. Let's figure it out. Don't don't wait. And that's how you can get Chang some more looks. Um, oh, this is just someone responding to. To that person's questions. Uh, so that is, you know, just a quick mailbag here that we had. I want to thank everyone for listening. Remember to rate and review. That really helps across all services and platforms. Downloading daily is huge. If everyone downloaded daily, uh, they've talked about that. that's that's the single biggest thing that someone can do to help the show grow. Uh, so download daily. Tell a friend. Tell a parent. Uh, my best friend recently told me. He tried to get his dad to listen, but I was too analytical. His dad told him to turn it off. I'm like, Dad's known me since I was six. He can't deal with my analytics. Uh, it was its a little bit of a, oh, okay. So I'm not for everyone, which that is not a surprise. I just thought I'd be for my best friend's dad in terms of people who listen. Uh, but yeah, tell I me mean, what you think. Uh, did you like the historical piece yesterday with Bob Feller? Should I do more history? Uh, all that stuff. Feedback helps, it helps me figure out what to do with the show. We are definitely at the point of the year where I'm kind of blah, and it's a little bit harder to come up with topics, so uh, let me know what people like is always appreciated. As always, thank you for listening. It means the world to me. For the next year, go Indians, go Tribe, I should say, and after that, go, go Guardians.